Hey, this is Keith. Or some actor playing Keith, I'm not really sure anymore. But um, we're coming to the end. The end of my Los Angeles con spree. But before I leave, I have some scores to set and discover a couple truths to be revealed. It's all going to come down to the season finale of Rideshare Episode X. It's going to drop on December 3rd. Now, until then, I want you to catch up by binge listening the first season. And I suggest that you do exactly as I say. Or you're going to miss all the fun. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's Breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Hey everybody and welcome back to your favorite Knowing is Half the Podcast G.I. Joe Show Cartoon Experience Wonderlandness. Did you say Wonderland because we watched that Inhumanoids trailer? Probably. Is that where that came from? Well, That's a weird poll, man. I did like that Inhumanoids trailer. Was that Alice in Wonderland in the trailer? Up. I don't think it was just underground. It's just it was in a cave. It's the evil. I thought there was within, a girl in a blue dress like within the, flying by. Did I was I the only one that saw that? I don't that? think wow, that I actually did not see happened. that at all. <laughs> if that isn't there, then there is something wrong. Oh my me. goodness, you're having an episode. Run. In any case, this is knowing the half the Oh my gosh, I'm really blowing it. <laughs> Well, anyway, I'm Race to Canis. Is it possible there's a gas leak in here? <laughs> Entirely possible, although it's weird that it only affects Ray. I mean, it clearly affected me if I'm seeing girls in blue dresses floating by. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, it makes sense because I'm taller than the two of you, so it would rise to me and I would probably catch it first, right? Is that so gas rises? you're our canary. I'm the canary in the well. canary in the well. It's a canary in a coal mine, you guys. If there's a canary in a well, <laughs> some, would drown. some real wrong. I was some, just how often are you in wells? You came along you with me for that. <laughs> like you don't need a canary in the well because you shouldn't be in the well at all. I was thinking the well is the entrance to the cave. Thank you. Your well is the entrance to a cave. It's dried out. It's a dried out well. It makes sense. And then they dug through the bottom into the cave. Exactly. Thank you. Hey, listen, you know how that works? Do you remember the Simpsons episode, The Boy in the Well? They, 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 they did a whole bit where they're digging to get to the well, and then there's the canary in the cage. Thank you. Simpsons did See, it. I feel like you could just make up any Simpsons plot that you wanted because <laughs> they've been around for 25 hey, goddamn years. That is a well-known plot. There is a say song. It was well-known? <laughs> That's... <laughs> There's a song in the episode, We're Sending Our Love Down the Well. It's a very, back me up on this whole world that's not <laughs> who has seen this episode. Sting was in the episode. He sang, We're Sending Our Love Down the Well, all the way down. Oh, was that your Sting uh, impression? No, that was my, I can't sing, so I'm not going to sing. <laughs> so welcome back to Simpsons Talk. <laughs> Here with Chan. Say your name so people know who you are. Oh, I'm Robert Chan. I'm Gina Ippolito. Thank you. And we're talking about G.I. <laughs> Joe instead of The Simpsons today. Uh, this is episode 15. It's We've called- already covered the Inhumanoids and The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. 
Let's see how many more we can jam in. <laughs> hey, you guys, Rugrats, am I right? <laughs> you can't just bring them up willy-nilly. No, absolutely not, because then we have to start talking about uh, the head writer of the show, who is the father of a friend of ours, and then we're in a whole other uh, um, rabbit hole. Wait, did you say you can't bring them up chilly, willy? <laughs> oh, my God. Is this okay, where we're that, going? that was pretty good, I guess. Uh. This is called Haul Down the Heavens, the G.I. Joe show. Haul Down the Heavens. That Hall is a pretty great name. I was thinking it sounds like a, a Christian rock album. Ooh. Nice. Oh, wow. You know? I feel like it's, no, not a Christian rock album, because you don't want to haul down the heavens. You want to go up to heaven. Like, Haul Down the Heavens is like, that's like a Judas Priest album. Oh, I like, like that. I was, thinking like, I was thinking like, Haul Down the Heavens, haul not down, literally, but like, the make heavens. the earth heaven-like with your, with your Christian-like behavior. We are Merciful Lamb. No, and I, we are bringing, I stand, bringing you our song from Haul Down the Heavens. I stand by it. Christian rock, they're saying to haul down the heavens so that you can make heaven on earth. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> So we open up the episode with... Hold uh, on. Yes, we Chan. Need to make sure that yes. everybody knows, because the very first oh. thing you see yeah. when they but pop dick. up that title... But but dick like butt. Buzz but Dixon. Buzz Dixon. Buzz Dixon. Not but Dick. But His dick. name is Buzz Dixon. <laughs> Our favorite G.I. Joe writer. I think we can say we've safely established. Yeah. Again, by default, because right, all the because other writers <laughs> are garbage. Fair enough. <laughs> he's, the, he's the prettiest girl at Fat Camp, is what he is. Yes. <laughs> That's terrible. I know. I apologize. Please don't send me angry letters. It was the first thing that popped into my head. Thank you. Uh, welcome, On behalf of fat girls everywhere. Knowing yourself the podcast, the, the fat shaming podcast <laughs> that you know and love. It's a saying, guys. Mm-hmm. How was cycling class, Gina? You really enjoy that? I, ate, so, I ate a lot of pizza today. <laughs> so the Northern Lights have gone haywire, apparently. I don't know exactly how that works, but we, we're establishing yeah, the, the very I mean, first line, the Northern Lights are going haywire. I feel like that's a thing that happens in shows and movies a lot. I mean, the Northern Lights, when they're on, they look like they're going haywire. Yeah. So how do you know that they've gone haywire uh, uh, acting normally? Makes you feel funny inside. They don't twinkle. Mm. Uh, Lady J is buzzing the bass in her Sky Striker. Like, Damn, she- what's up with fucking misogynist Duke? All yeah. Like, flying fool girlfriend. Also, you called her in from her fucking vacation, so of course she's going to be pissed. Yeah, I hope they gave her back her personal days. Yeah. She was on Safari. That's that's something you have to set up well in advance. Oh, it's yeah. not something mm-hmm. that you just go to. Although I am concerned that she's out there. Uh, it's oh, one no. of those hunting safaris. Oh, oh she's, no. She's, she's going to kill lion Cecil the Lion. Yeah. I was hoping, I was thinking maybe, maybe it's like one of those touching videos where she goes back to see the lion cub oh, that she raised. Christian the lion. Like, yeah. 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 Oh, Let's think adorable. of Christian the lion, not Cecil the lion. Guys. Fair enough. You know yeah. what? Actually, I think she's actually going back to the same place in Africa where we filmed Satellite Trap and she's going back to hang out with oh, the native yeah. oh, monkey, monkey people, people, the primords. Oh, that's probably the most likely. Oh, definitely. That's the most likely. She's yeah. bringing them more gifts. Yeah. yeah. By the way, I had this thought that uh, their hands must be awfully sweaty because they're always wearing those gloves. <laughs> the no matter Joes? what. Yes. Flint okay. and Lady J in specific are yes. always wearing gloves. Sure, sure. And I was just thinking like, oh, that seems awful. It's, it doesn't even seem that cold. I Their mean, hands I'm sure must just be so sweaty. I'm sure they're breathable gloves if they're wearing them so often. I don't know. I feel like you can't. You, they would probably be leather and you're just all. I mean, gross. like Lady J needs them because she's got all of those crazy ass spears. Got to get that grip. Yeah. Uh, but Flint I- needs them because he probably has like 
a hook hand or something. He just needs to cover up <laughs> some weird shit. Maybe he's got bad eczema on like one well, of his hands. Remember, Flint has a superpower that lets him check pulses through oh, his gloves. Right, right. And you can't. You got to be wearing gloves oh, maybe, to show that off. Maybe if you pull off the gloves, it's like glowing or something. <laughs> yeah. trying to hide PCT. Magic. Oh my goodness. <laughs> maybe it is some sort of like futuristic, super breathable, super thin fabric, and that solves all these problems: sweaty hands and not being able to yeah, repulse. No, it's called Gore-Tex. It exists. <laughs> no, Gore-Tex is people. super thick. Well, we lay out the plot for this episode, and that's basically Cobra wants to melt the polar ice caps yep. and and flood the coastal cities sure. all over the world. Which, by the way, again, like again, I feel like they are the evil Republicans in this in this <laughs> scenario. Don't we have a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of episodes where it's like, oh, that's like a thing that really is happening. Well, it's a G.I. Joe right. called Global Warming 30 years ago before it was necessarily as hot a topic as it is today. But I mean, it didn't isn't that like the, the like with the greenhouse gases and things like that? This is like the third time they've predicted the future. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, like Buzz Dixon will will use real things and, oh. you know, like obviously they'll they'll get fantastical pretty quickly, but there'll be like one or two things in there that just sort of you know, sort oh, of uh, maybe grounded. he's a seer. Maybe Butt Dick's well, a seer. No, they already knew. There was already talk about <laughs> the oh, polar ice caps melting back in 1985. It's just nobody thought that, uh, or most people didn't think that humankind was causing it. Ex- unless you're fucking Cobra, in which case you're definitely trying to do it. Right. Yeah. Okay. And it. Uh, well, we'll get there. But uh, we're introduced to Doctor Intwistle and the entire team of uh, uh, scientists mm-hmm. which more I, scientists again oddly enough led by Walter White of all people <laughs> Walter White the scientist <laughs> wait really I must have missed he that he looks just oh, like Walter I, White I thought his me. name was Walter White now we need another meme for young Freddy Krueger from last time oh Walter. young Walter White that <laughs> is happening young Walter White that is happening <laughs> Uh, she's a real bee. She comes over and she's not happy with the operation. She's not happy the military is coming along with See, the scientific yeah. expedition. Yeah, fuck that because because and it, it, it's probably just a problem of uh, uh, production order. But we just did this plot like two episodes ago, so obviously that's a Cobra agent, and yes. obviously yeah. because anyone who's who is a pacifist or uh, you know or questions gi joe is clearly uh, uh yeah any, why would you question the military slightly, in the 80s yeah any slightly annoying or mean person is is evil in or, this cartoon land or barbecue last episode when he stole the clipboard away from the scientist and i'll, I'll like forgive derailed, him that. you know I'll forgive him that <laughs> also i wrote this note down did they say someone's name is snow job yes snow job have we ever been Introduced to him before. Snow job, I believe, was background during the Pyramid of Darkness, but he has not had an actual, like, there have been a lot of, there are actually a handful of characters kind of introduced in this episode. Wait a minute. I thought he was in, when they were in the Arctic, when they met with Quick Kick, uh, wasn't he there? Uh, he he might have been there, but as a background player, he didn't who really was, have a role. Who was in the it. main? Who was the main guy there? There, there were two main dudes: Bazooka, Alpine, and Quick Kick. Were oh, the was three Alpine? people there? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I'm mm. I'm saying I would have remembered if someone if someone had mentioned Snow Job. Snow Job. <laughs> well, I will say that uh, they made they they went out of their way to focus on that hovercraft. I feel like this was Oof. probably an episode where they got a list of things like, okay, uh, we're making this new uh, uh, round of toys. Uh, put in snow job, put in the hovercraft, uh-huh. uh, you know, put in these things. So. Yes, and they mentioned the hovercraft no less than three times before we finally see them at the end of the episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're always just like, boy, wish we had a hovercraft here. Oh, well, we'll just keep going along. Do, 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 do. <laughs> 
And then it's just like, and then uh, in the middle of the episode, Duke's like, man, how are we going to get our hovercrafts up to the Arctic? <laughs> and that's never really addressed either. And then but. there's that weird thing, like you had to go out of your, you, you had to really fuck with the plot to be able to use the depth charges, <laughs> which were, which as we all recall, were a part of, they were the, the uh, of the hovercraft. Yeah. Did make a whole lot of sense. Oh, and then they had right. to be like a thing like, oh, yeah. And Cobra's got a sub. And there's right? a submarine the under the ice. Oh, yeah. He's got a <laughs> sub. The okay. And then we'll just jump to it. Here's the deal. Upon rewatching, that was amazing. It was just like the way they worked it in so seamlessly. It's like the yeah. way they work in the bridge layer. Just seamlessly. Every seamlessly. time, just the plot calls for it. Um, we have sabotage, everybody. Sabotage. Call the Beastie Boys, because it's sabotage. And then, and then the most important news of the episode, this is when... We finally uh, pass oh, no. the back down. We did it, everybody! We did it. And then the two ladies immediately start fighting. Fight. Yeah. Yes. And they're and 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 just bitching. Like uh, like cartoon ladies do. <laughs> for for a brief moment, I was kind of hoping that it was Zartan. Me too. That was literally what I was thinking. I was thinking to myself. Oh, God. If this ends up being Zartan, I'm going to be so mad. And then I was like, no, you know what? I want to keep the streak going. I want it to be Zartan. And then I was like, but realistically, it's probably the Baroness. Yeah. Because it's yeah. it's a good job. Yeah. Right. Because the right. Baroness is quality at subterfuge. Right. Which, by the way, they just basically like switched two characters' powers like midway through the series. <laughs> like they were like, ah, all right. Well, let's. I, we haven't given the Baroness much to do. To be perfectly honest... The only reason Zartan is the master of disguise is because they had that technology that was like, okay, cool, we've got this uh, um, this plastic doll that changes uh, turns blue in a yeah. uh, uh, sunlight. Well, what what else changes blue? Uh, cam- chameleon. Cool. Let's make it. Let's make a disguise thing. And then they just dropped <laughs> it because it just looks silly as hell in the cartoon. Like, oh, I'm turning blue. Why? Important plot point. What yeah. many times? Mm-hmm. And also, you just have to turn him blue so goddamn many times because the sun is uh, frequently out uh, <laughs> almost all the time in all of the G.I. Joe episodes. I just realized that this is where Twilight gets the uh, the idea to make their vampires yep. sparkle. Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough. I, I would say uh, that look at the Baroness's range, though. A few episodes ago, she plays kind of a nebbish Jewish man. And now yep. she's in blackface. Well, she's playing a character from yeah. South Africa or something. Honestly, that accent that was, was really problematic. hard to place. I mean, at least she she ripped off a mask. It wasn't like she took right. out a handkerchief oh, and she <laughs> polish off of her face. But I was still like, oh, I don't think that this is okay. You know what? That didn't bother me until you said it right now. I didn't really think about it. That's why Chan and I are here. That's right. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. As the resident black guy, I didn't mind it much. Really? It I'm was only- nice. I mean, how many uh, persons of color do you get on the periphery? Like, I mean, outside- this wasn't a person of color. This was the Baroness in black. It is a white chick playing a black right. chick. But know? also, like a, a black female scientist... That's pretty hot. Oh, okay. So you're that. saying, yeah, you're saying the actual. I mean, she scientist. was such a goddamn shrew, which obviously. Was <laughs> well, she wasn't in real life. Sabotage. Yeah, in, yeah, in real right. life, she's very lovely. She's a yeah. lovely human being. Well, Absolutely. I mean, all we know about her is like, tell Joe that I got kidnapped. That's no, all we but know she about also her. says later on, "Are my friends okay?" Oh, okay. I mean, yeah, she cares. She cares. Yeah, all right, all right. She's me. the one in danger. She cares mm-hmm, about them. Mm-hmm. Sure. Legitimate human being. Chan. Is that my research funding going down the <laughs> toilet up there in the Arctic? Well, so the first sabotage happens in a crane 
uh, operates itself mm-hmm. and uh, almost kills everybody. They tackle him, and of course, uh, fake right. Dr. Intwistle, played by the Baroness, right. blames the Joes for it. Mm-hmm. Flint, you know, they can't figure out what there was nobody in the crane, so we don't know what happens. Fast forward to the next scene, they're at now. The, at that point, Lady Day should just like grab the person who's being a loud cunt right. and rip yeah. her face <laughs> off because there's like an 85% chance in this universe that yeah. it is. Uh, it is a Cobra agent. They but if, literally don't learn. But no. if you're wrong, you're kicked out of the Joes forever <laughs> as I, a racist son of a bitch. I feel that's not something that would happen. I feel they no. would just not in the 80s. Also, around. they should start looking like anytime they interact with other human beings, they should start <laughs> looking to see if it's a mask. I don't know. Uh, the the Scooby game never figured it out. <laughs> it takes them a half hour every goddamn time. That's true. That's a good point. Well, we fast forward. They're now uh, camped out for the night in the Arctic. They're kind of on the ice. They needed to rest for the night. Sure. One of the snow cats called out by name because, you know, you got to get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of a sudden. Back up. All of a sudden goes Back haywire. Yes. But they really Back are up. called snow cats. Yes, they are. Flint says to snow job, no side trips to sell refrigerators to Eskimos. <laughs> Another great Buzz Dick. Why would Flint say that to Snowjob unless he would act- unless he has a habit of going to the local uh, Inuit tribe <laughs> and being oh. a complete asshole? No, I think he's just in- in- implying that he is a con man. You, wait, wait, you can't be trusted. Well, no, you, you can't be trusted around uh, people you could take advantage of. No, I think yeah, I think he's just a con man. Right, I don't think right, he's necessarily yeah. what, specifically a con man. To are you sure? Because his is he's an Arctic dude. He spends most of his time up in the Arctic uh, Circle, so most of his contact is going to be with the local Inuit people. I think he's an equal opportunity con man. Oh, so if he were in Florida, he would be doing the same <laughs> yes. thing in his big old fluffy uh, uh, yeah. parka? Listen, don't make fun of Snowjob because I think he's kind of cute. I'm not making is fun of Is he the one Snowjob. you're talking about? Listen, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> is it the big bushy red beard? I kind of, no. Now I'm it's weird. A, I'm not a big redhead fan and especially find red beards disgusting. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I don't blame you for that, for the record. <laughs> It's mainly because when we see him naked later, okay. he is jacked. He is They're jacked all up. jacked, I Gina. don't care. I oh. want him. And you figure he's still kind of sweaty from like sleeping it off. And like he's easy to <laughs> Keep take. going. <laughs> Never mind. A... <laughs> I was going to pull a Bill Cosby on that oh, one. Oh, no. <laughs> Good Lord. No, he is not. He is not. You know why? We'll fast forward now. We'll yes. jump ahead. How many tranquilizer darts does it take to take down <laughs> a thousand pound polar bear? Uh, oh, yeah. One. <laughs> How many trank darts does it take to make Snowjob woozy? Three or this four? This is why I'm saying, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm standing behind. He is not easy. To, He's got constitution yeah. is what I'm trying to say. I would, yeah. I'd bang. It takes more yeah. quaaludes than you own, Gina. <laughs> no, I was literally going to say, like, in his woozy state, I could easily take advantage of him by sneaking a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I feel gross right now. I don't know about you. <laughs> it just got weird up in here. Um, so the snow cat goes out of control. I'm getting out of this one right now. Uh, almost runs over the tent. We have Bechtel test pass number two for this episode. I mean, you only have to pass it once. You but. do, but I'm just saying, like, the fact that we went 14 episodes with nothing, yeah. and now it keeps happening over right. and over and again. the second one is like, I fear for my life, as do I. Yeah. All right, then. Help me get out of this yeah. tent. No, I think the second one is, I, we have to get out of this tent, and the one goes, I was trying. Yeah, counts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. b- more bickering. Well, still- then, 
But then Dr. Itwistle comes up with the weirdest explanation. Uh, Chan, I don't suppose you have that uh, explanation queued up. By the way, what's his name? Itwistle? Her name is Dr. Intwistle. Intwistle. Well, let me see if I can find it. Let's just put two things together. I can't remember the exact thing. I just remember I wrote down here, um, what the fuck was that explanation? Because it made no sense on any level. Ionization from the Aurora started the motor. The machine simply ran wild. I bet. That's the that, worst explanation that makes, ever. That makes sense to me. What? Because sometimes there are uh, ion hair dryers. And they start mm-hmm. the motor of vehicles? Mm-hmm. No, but I mean, you know, you don't. who knows what the Aurora Borealis at can this do? Point, it's magic. At it's this magic. point, rip off the goddamn mask. Yeah. Because there is absolutely no way that a normal human being is all like, ionization is... <laughs> Uh, ionization clearly started the motor of the vehicle, and the rest just took care of its... What? By the way, was the last episode... Like, the last episode was also written by Butt Dick. It was two episodes ago. No, 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 that's what I mean. The last episode where there was the Baroness disguised as a jerky person. Yeah. But I'm starting to think he's maybe a one-trick pony. That, or again, like I said, might be a production note. Like, this is maybe like like the 10th episode he wrote... And and th- and then they put him right back to back back to back. He's like, dude, dude, come on! <laughs> Why you gotta sell me? Up? It's like putting two tag team matches together in a pay per view back to back. It it uh, exposes. We'll uh, see. We'll have to wait until we see more of Butt Dick. <laughs> yeah. I think you like saying butt dick. I think that's all <laughs> I'm do. getting out of this. Sure, that's what. Uh, we finally find out uh, in theory who the saboteur is. Mm-hmm. A giant a- fucking polar bear. Polar bear. Oh, yay. He's the cutest. Who I, just wants food. I love him. And Lady J like throws a javelin. I know. I literally wrote, do not hurt that polar bear. <laughs> do you see what the polar bear does though? He, he snaps it in half. He Grab straight it. up becomes Kuma from Tekken. And he grabs the javelin and just, just looks it right in the eye and goes, snap, throw. I mean, I, it's like, amazing. Here's the thing. They should, she should have just been like, hey, are you hungry? Like, yeah, take some food, polar bear. You want some food? Well, I'm sure he would take all of the food. I mean, I know, but like buddy up to him. Was she afraid he was a Cobra agent? Like, I don't understand. It's obvious he's just a polar bear. She's just being a jerk to him. Let him do his (laughs) thing and then leave. You're on his turf, lady. I don't understand why she doesn't doesn't have an anti-bear spear. She has Ugh. everything else super specific. They're going into the <laughs> like, Arctic. Like anti-bat shark repellent from Batman yes. 1966. Yeah. <laughs> all I know is his polar ice caps are melting. We've all seen those heartbreaking photos. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Let him the, be. At the very end, we see exactly I what know, I know. And, and, but at, also on top of that, thank God we have G.I. Joe axiom number three. All animals can fully understand English at all times because literally they just say to the bear, hey, bear, why don't you just take that food and get out of here? And the bear's like, okay. <laughs> and he grabs it and just That's wanders off. That's why I'm saying you should, on this show, just be nice to every animal. And then they chase him. I know. They're like, take the food. Oh, now he's got his back turned. Fuck him up. Let's get him, guys. I was not that's, on board with the bear no treatment. It, no. was, it was not good, man. No. Um, so then, but uh, thankfully they chase the bear because while the bear gets away, they find Cobra Base number sixteen, which is sparkling. It's a it's a sweet it is setup, sparkling and shiny and new. We've seen a lot of like shitty ziggurats, but this one—that's right. I mean, it was like a toroid, and then it had the big old cobra sticking like up out of it. The last completely unnecessary. The the always last, unnecessary. W- the last episode that wait was it? Which one was the all like the, they also had a sweet setup. 
where it was the lake drained and things came out of it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that yeah, was yeah. Um, yeah, that was the twenty questions episode from two was episodes that also, ago. Bu- that was yeah. also Buzz. Oh. Yep. Buzz has the cool bases, man. I mean, yeah, we can. Uh, well, let's go ahead and stop he here for a moment. Thing. And and the the thing that's very different about this episode when you watch it, mm-hmm. uh, there's actually there's a lot less dialogue than a normal episode. Yeah, a lot of action. So much stuff must have been in the um, in in the stage directions, like. All this fighting, specific kinds of things like people get knocked out of here, and you know, like uh, um, mm-hmm. they're sneaking around, and like all the you know the acid and the pipes and all that stuff. Uh, it's it's very interesting that it's very different. Well, Baroness then reveals herself to be a traitor. I mean, probably a little Shocker. earlier than she needed to be, right? right? Like she could have probably worked it a little bit longer. It's probably hot under that mask. I, they're she in probably, the Arctic Circle. Gina. She probably felt awkward about it. Yeah, she was probably like, like this is, Ugh, "I'm I, really sorry." I know Cobra Commander told me to do this blackface <laughs> thing. I'm doing it because I have to, but really, I re- I respect uh, African American culture. Also, okay, she I probably appropriate... felt bad that she had to tie that woman up too. Uh, like, I, don't th- I don't. I like, don't think she felt bad about that at pretty all. Sure she's into that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we have a giant action scene that then takes place. So the Baroness, like, they start shooting at the Joes. The Baroness is standing right next to him, and she's just laughing as laser shots are coming right at her. <laughs> she's awfully calm for somebody being shot at. She's uh, a badass. Kind of, yeah. She knows how this works. Yeah. Nobody is going to hit anybody. Yeah, she's. we've established that she's the only character that knows anything about anything. <laughs> and she knows that a laser pistol... Will destroy a helicopter, <laughs> but only will make only make a man go to sleep. Yes, that's right. <laughs> so she knows she's safe. When at the end, we might break her glasses though. I just don't want to see that happen. Yeah, yeah. I would uh, love so to. see We that. then have just this gigantic action death set piece where uh, they're flying, they're going snowmobiling, and then the hiss tanks are all coming around them, mm-hmm. and then they end up, uh, you know, overrunning, and the snowmobile crashes, and then they end up back at the camp, and all the cobras are there, and Lady J gets her butt handed to her. By Cobra Commander. And you know what? Uh, This is an absolutely fantastic line. I love it so much. You the cockeyed optimist. Classic. Yeah. Classic buzz. Yep. She knows what's up. Yeah. And the entire camp is taken hostage. And I just have written here, Walter White is petrified in this moment. (laughs) There's a shot just of him. And he is, he poops himself right there in the Arctic. I would imagine if you're going around traveling with G.I. Joe and then all of a sudden Cobra comes out of nowhere, like like I'd be pretty scared. If you're traveling with G.I. Joe, I think you expect Cobra to come out of nowhere, don't you? I don't know. I'm tired of scientists, guys, in these episodes. <laughs> oh, I want some some about nor- that some normies, <laughs> some normals. <laughs> normals can't uh, plot to take over the world, Gina. <laughs> think of think of different things at this point. Wouldn't the whole scientific community at this point be like, "Hey, listen, there are these evil guys that keep either trying to recruit us, kidnap us, or <laughs> just essentially kill us, or just like put them to put us to work for them." So let's just retire. You know what? From science. I'm out. Science, retire. Well, the Cobras do an inexplicable thing here. They take all the Joes uh, hostage except for um, Snowjob. Right. Who's the one guy who gets away. Yeah, Um, he does. Yeah, he does. But they decide they're going to take a polar bear back to the base as a pet for Cobra Commander. Like, What weird choice is that from that rank and file Cobra soldier? I'm not not cool with this because the polar bear got shot with a tranquilizer dart. Mm -hmm. One dart knocks him down. I hate them. Uh, I will say that uh, they were 100% right. Absolutely, Cobra Commander's into that. They know that. 
Is he though? Yeah. He was like, yeah, let's do this. We're going to, he has a gladiatorial arena. Oh yeah. He built a gladiatorial arena in this base, which is in the Arctic specifically for this purpose. Yeah. This is some crap out straight out of the golden compass. Have you guys ever read the golden compass? There are like two polar bears need to go into this whole thing and fight each other. It's it's epic. Read that book. It's a good book. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even considered the fact that there was a giant fighting pit built into this Cobra Temple in the Arctic yeah. until you mentioned it. seems totally normal. It seems totally normal <laughs> in the world of G.I. Joe universe. If you're going to build a Cobra Temple, you got to have the arena yep. <laughs> somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. How I else are you going to entertain people? I just feel real bad for this polar bear. Also... At some point, a guy, like one of the dudes jumps in the helicopter. Yeah, the most shockingly effective rank-and-file Cobra soldier we've yeah. ever seen. This guy is mm-hmm. just, he jumps on the helicopter, flips up into the cockpit, drags yeah. Snowjob out of it, gets him tranquilized. Also, uh, I, Unbelievable. Believe, I believe I mentioned this uh, an episode or two ago. We really got to work on the design of those Cobra copters <laughs> because you can yes. just yeah. you can just drag somebody out of them. You can just throw like a fire extinguishing liquid on them and they will short <laughs> yeah. out. Like this. also, I just don't think it's polite to grab someone else's helicopter stick without permission. Like I feel like that's like uh, just a rude thing to do. Consent ra- is sexy. It's pretty rapey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Snowjob ends up getting himself drugged on. We mentioned before three. Or more yeah. tranquilizer darts. And I appreciate that he, he beats up the Cobra guy, takes him out finally, and then he starts yeah. doing the True Detective Desert Walk from season two's finale. I've never seen True Detective. Um, here's the deal. For those of you that seen True Detective season two finale with Vince Vaughn in the desert, you love that reference. Both of you. <laughs> me and one other person. Who yeah, he's definitely not talking about way. me or Chan. Oh, no. No, I, I, clearly not the two of you. But um, it's wonderful because he just starts, he just like, I'm injured. I'm just gonna keep walking in a straight line until I, mean, yep. I collapse. He tries to walk off three tranquilizer yeah. carts. Mm. I want to have sex with him, <laughs> except for the fact that his name is Snow Job, and I feel like if you were dating him, he'd be like, "Hey, babe, can you give me a Snow Job?" And I'd be like, "Okay, look." <laughs> that was maybe funny the first two times you did it, but we've been going out for five years. I'm pretty. So I mean, stop. pretty sure you could just take a handful of ice cubes and dump them down his pants, like. <laughs> There's your snow job. Yeah, I honey. would I would I think he would think it was really funny. And he would probably <laughs> say it while I was down there, which I would, which I would then stop and look up at him and be like, "No." <laughs> and I, I got to ask the question because I, when I was a kid, I really thought snow job was some sort of sex act that I just wasn't because I was 8 when I saw this I mean, that I, I didn't I think understand. It now. Is is it a, is it a sex act? I never I don't actually know is a snow job a real thing? There's a blow job and there's a snowball. There is no snow job. Okay, I'm aware of those two. Yeah. I'm not aware <laughs> of that second one. What is it? Uh-huh. <laughs> Just go ahead and watch Clerks. Go ahead and watch Clerks. All right. Um, So, but Snow Job, to your knowledge, is not an actual sexual act. I mean, if it was a sexual act, and we'll ask the listeners at home this right now, what would that act be? be? Because it feels dirty, even though it's not really. I just told you what it is. It's a combination of. (laughs) No, you just take a you just take a handful of ice cubes. Oh, okay. Down your pants, and you shove it down your pants. Yeah, I feel like just like just like like jangle it around, or like how does that? You start giving a blowjob, and then right before the dude comes. You dump a bucket of snow on his Ooh, penis. That's rough. Oh, I thought yeah. you were going to say on his head. No, on his penis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then you go, psych. <laughs> Man. I want to be single I, again. I don't want to be your boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> In no world. That's horrifying. That's all right, because I only date cartoons. <laughs> 
It's a fact. Uh, so we, 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 outlay, uh, we outlay the Cobra plan here. Uh, and I don't really... The Cobra plan is let's use the Aurora Borealis... To, or the Northern Lights, excuse me. Boreal, you can say they're yeah. both the same thing. Thank you. I got nervous there for a sec that I was mm-hmm. saying out my butt. And I was, <laughs> but it was right. Um, we melt the polar ice caps. Uh-huh. One. Yeah. Two. Flood the coastal cities all around the world. Mm-hmm. Three. Take over the world. Uh, We're missing yeah. some steps in no, there. Is step all I'm three saying. question marks. Step four. <laughs> profit. 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 Yeah. What? I think. I think it makes sense because I think what they're thinking is the people in the flooded areas will have to flee right to the non-flooded areas and it will be super overcrowded and then question mark yeah, yeah. and that leads to conquering the world in the ensuing chaos uh, maybe maybe they have a way to refreeze everything and they say like hey give us 40 billion dollars and I, we'll refreeze you it. can't un refreeze the polar ice caps i feel like a lot of a lot of their plans are basically Foment chaos and then step in. <laughs> yeah, and then win, and then and then win. Yeah, but yeah. Or or maybe it's like maybe it's similar. Maybe it's just like they'll start melting it, and inch by inch the water level will go up, and then they'll say like, "Hey, do you want us to stop this?" Okay. Because also at the end of this episode, they melt that shit. They melt the whole they thing. Melt, and, yeah. and the Joes are not concerned. Not no. even a little. Well, to be fair, Lady J doesn't believe in this plan at all. She's a total climate change denier. Uh, <laughs> uh, she several times is just like, "Yeah, write this plan." But oh no, also, no, 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 no. That that's no, that's just her. Be- that's bravado. Because Destro clearly knows what he's doing, yeah. and they realize that that shit's going down, and all they can do is just like, yeah, oh, f- well, fuck you, pal. I'll, fuck. I'll be honest. I read it the exact opposite. I believe everybody else was concerned, and Lady J's in the back being like, nope. No, she was just being like, like show a, me the research. She was being a badass. She was even a smarty, smarty old badass. I see. I really wanted Jerry Brown to send her a thumb drive. That's all I'm trying to well, say. Be would that would have been wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Uh, so cut back to the uh, Joe base because all, all seems lost up north. We've lost that battle up north, mm-hmm. and we cut to one of my favorite Cobras from back in the day. Debut of Firefly, the saboteur. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, he's the guy who would have sabotaged the crane, sabotaged the snowcat, and now he's back at the Joe base uh, using um, acid jugs. Wait a minute, he was the one that sna- sabotaged yes. those things. Yes, I would like them to wear name oh. tags. Yeah, he's the guy in the gray camo. That's I, all I got. I, I, I gathered that, but I would still, I would like them to have name tags on their uniforms. Just all the time. Yes, even when they're wearing their Hawaiian shirt. He's the camo ninja. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I gathered that. I'm just saying, if only there I was will like, forget it two episodes. Instead of now. subtitles, it was just like a video game, like MMO, where like the names just hover above the character's <laughs> yeah, head the I'll entire time. It. I'll take it. Just press that button on for Gina. <laughs> I'll take it. to go. Um, so we debut here, and, and there's a really, like, this is a, it's just surreal. The one scene that I'm referring to is the scene where Wild Bill is at a control panel doing God knows what. Mm-hmm. Uh, Firefly, <laughs> he melts the window, steps in, gives him the weak karate chop, yeah. and then without even any sound at all, Wild Bill just goes, oh, and just flops <laughs> forward, and it's yeah. just weird. Well, also, no, this, oh. Go ahead. No, I was just saying, like, this, I think this is around the point where I was like, man, this is very specific to Buzz Dixon, because... There's no talking, and it's it relies on the uh, the sound people to like make it sound like yes. no bad. It's like poop, psh, k- oh, yeah. and they're just like meh, whatever, nothing. It's, I, like, it's funk. slump. 
The thing that I found weird was, first of all, he's carrying around a lot of acid. He's got two and giant And he jumps. is handling it casually. He's a saboteur. That's, like, that's what he's doing. Like he just, all I'm thinking is like, oh, if he got like one drop of that on his hand. Be the worst thing ever. And he just like holds it real close to the nozzle, sprays, sure. goes through. Sure. Like, it's like he's milking a cow. Yeah, he's super <laughs> casual just... about it. Man, Snake has got a big ass samamurai sword on his back. He don't give a crap. It's that's just different. There. That's, that's different. No, it's that's more controllable. That's exactly. I would think yeah. a sword is. Sword is more controllable than than and, a liquid. Well, also, what if somebody shoots at him and explodes the acid and jug that's in what his I hand? I was thinking. I was thinking like, first of all, those two things are heavy. Like he's he's been carrying them around the whole time. Why do you think he's dressed up like a ninja? Wow. People don't see him to shoot at it's, him. We've established uh, okay. that it was one of the five costumes left in the Spirit Halloween store. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know, give me the ski mask. We'll be fine. Uh, based on this, uh, Firefly is, I mean, he's he may not be number nine, but he's real high He's up. legit. He's, he's good. He, yeah. He takes out all the Sky Strikers. He well, messes up the Snowcat. He messes yeah, up the here, crane. Take Jen. off that mask and let me see what I'm working with, and then I'll tell you if I'd bang. I don't think you ever see it because he's very protect. That character is very protective of his identity, well, and he doesn't even want you to like look at him directly, dude. Anybody like he messes him up. Anybody dressed up like a ninja, you don't ever get to see their face. Yeah. I, w- I would have sex with him, and then while he was asleep, I would take that shit off. <laughs> and then it reveals a giant red beard, and you go, "No!" I feel like I feel like he would be a holy terror around luchadors. <laughs> I would absolutely sleep with you. Just so I can take your mask off when you're asleep. Or this is this is uh, for our Greek mythology fans. <laughs> this is what happened to Cupid when he slept with his human lover. Uh, he told her, never look at me. Mm-hmm. I can assure you I'm a hot man, but never look at me. And then her lady <laughs> friends were like, you got to look at that shit, girl. And then so she did. And then he was like, ah, now we can't go out. Yeah, and she was well, super bummed. Uh, that's better. exactly who Firefly is. Yes, <laughs> she nailed it. No, that's hap- that happened with. Uh, I feel like it was Zeus did that, and it blasted the woman to shreds because he was a. Oh, god. Oh, that's he a different. That's a different. Don't look at me. But yeah. in in the mm-hmm. specific in- instance of Cupid, it was. I forget who the who the woman is. See, it's actually the opposite for me. Usually, I can't get the women <laughs> to look at me. When mm-hmm. we're dating, they make mm-hmm. you wear a paper bag over your head and say, "Don't take it off." Well, usually it's a plastic bag, but. <laughs> Uh, now that I think about it, that's weird, right? I would absolutely make you wear a paper bag if it didn't affect the quality of the sound. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loud enough, Chan. I figure you could just what catch about me a, through a, it. a cloth bag then? A cloth bag, <laughs> like Jason Voorhees in Friday the Thirteenth Part Two, <laughs> with just one eye hole poked out for my mouth, <laughs> or that little guy from Trick or Treat. One eye hole poked oh, out for your mouth? Well, it was an eye hole that they have because he's only got one eye open, but you'd have to put it where my mouth is so I could podcast. Oh, got huh. it. Got it. All right. I had I to mean, work for it, but I think it got there. Just call it a mouth hole? Um, just so I have, a, I have a science question here, Chan. You're the resident science jerk on this show. Sure. Acid in the fuel tanks blows up Sky Strikers. How does that work exactly? I feel like it was just a corrosive element and it just sort of like chewed through the uh, the fuel lines. So they got up in the air and it was chewing through and then they you know just broke down and but then just caught fire. He pumps yeah. it into the tanks with fuel so it intermixes with the fuel. It right. gets pumped through lines into right. the jets where it later blows them up. I'm team Chan on this. I think like it, I don't understand. It 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 just corrodes everything and then when you have wires and it's eating through wires so you essentially probably have live wires mixed with gasoline yeah that's gonna cause an explosion those pipelines uh from the tank in the base probably are pretty big whereas like you know like the fuel line going from the fuel tank in a sky striker to you know whatever combustion thing is going on is probably much smaller and easier to you know eat through. sure 
Well, so uh, net result of all of this, the planes all explode up in the air. All of them except billions, for one. All billions except... of military dollars. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just wrote right here, this is another hallmark of a Buzz Dixon episode. Shockingly effective Cobra troops. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, I, I, he's good at what he does. And I like it because I think, like, there is, there's only so many times you can be like they're so hapless yeah like i want to see some skills on there yes yeah, the, the stormtroopers fucking are crack shots yeah in this universe i want some i want some skills and 90 percent of the time it's like oh we're so incompetent but we've somehow managed to start to maintain an evil empire <laughs> yeah and, and and Cobra Commander's plans, as usual, terrible. I just realized why I like Butt Dick, and it's because he doesn't talk down to the kids. There you exactly. go. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I think this is why I identified so much with Cobra back in the day, and I was mm-hmm. a much bigger fan of Cobra than I was G.I. Joe. You still root for the good guys to win at the end of the day because I don't want to be you know held captive by a terrorist organization, but you could still marvel at how cool they were. So you're saying he's responsible for turning lots of kids evil. Because of his sweet writing. I'd yes. like to say it's more of a slight veer than a direct <laughs> turn. But so Snow Job gets taken in by an indigenous family. Yes. Casual racism. Oh, oh boy. Dixon, man. We like him and then we're just disappointed in him. I mean, I guess at the time this was this was the norm. This was an accurate portrayal of indigenous people. It was, yeah. yeah. Two white people in the eighties. Yeah, you exactly. Know? It was exactly. Perfectly okay. Like <laughs> talking. <laughs> you don't know that could have been some language <laughs> and also this is where we get to see snow job shirtless yes uh-huh. yeah and and i'm on board <laughs> you've mentioned <laughs> once or three I, times i know i'm on board and i'll tell you why <laughs> because you can see every ab on that man and he does not have body hair anywhere no man he shaves mm. it he clearly works out I, I dig it i dig it he's like he's like speedy he's like built for speed he's <laughs> built for jumping in the he's, water and then swimming what, fast what are you what would you are you trying to tell us that you want a fucking otter <laughs> Not not like the 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 term for a a young gay man who is hairless. I'm talking about. How a, do you know that's that? a thing? An otter, like an actual it's animal. Like the opposite otter. of yeah, a bear. Have you seen otters? They're yes. adorable, and I bet they're good snugglers. I mean, for the record, yeah. Uh, so we, I'm at a point right now. If you take anybody hostage in the GI Joe universe, uh-huh. take their watch away from them. This is like the third or fourth time in 15 episodes that somebody has been able to like either like uh, send a decoded message as yeah. Scarlet did, or uh, Zartan like shoots the lasers out of it in the I, Pyramid of Darkness. None of that. None of that was important to me. What was important about that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> They were singing the. I I have a feeling that voice actress was like, "You want me to what?" (laughs) The 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 direction was like, "Sing as poorly as you can." I think that they just said everything you have ever learned, and they committed. And I think that this is how they sing, and they probably saw the script, and they were like, "Hey, you realize we don't sing, right?" (laughs) And then they were like, "Even better," and they're like, "All right." We're just going to do it at the top of our lungs. And that's it. Because if, if I was doing a voiceover gig and someone was like, okay, now sing, that's how I would sound. <laughs> there you go. Well, it just also goes to the fact this is like the worst security ever. They have two guys with laser rifles who mm-hmm. are not effective at all. Mm-hmm. And no. then just empty hallway after empty hallway. We're going to clam up or are we going to. This, oh. this is the opposite. <laughs> this is the opposite of someone was like, hey, Buzz Dixon, you made that one guy too skilled. 
Yeah. <laughs> so now let's bring it back down. I just picture the other Cobra guys, like uh, you know, around the, the the lunch table, and they're just like Murray. Can you can you just kind of you're making us look bad, dude? <laughs> yeah, they like, grade uh, on a curve here. I don't Come know. On, I think it's like uh, making a D and D character. You can put all your uh, uh, attribute <laughs> points into strength, but that means your wisdom's going to suffer. That's a fair point. Yeah. <laughs> that is a fair point. Well, they get captured again within like five seconds anyway. Sure. By the way, I I feel like they, so every time they're about to attack. They yell, yo, Joe. And they that's do. like three to four seconds wasted, where if I was one of those Cobra guys, I would turn and punch them while they're still saying yo. <laughs> um, unfortunately, here's the thing, though, is the Cobras always say Cobra for about the same amount of time. Right. It's like a so sporting just, event. I feel yeah. like this is this is how I would excel through the ranks of Cobra very quickly. Mm-hmm. I would go, Cobra punch. <laughs> I just or, wouldn't or stretch punch it out. And then say Cobra. Yeah, or I punch feel, as I say Cobra I feel if I like can multitask. That's how you get to be a Crimson Guard. <laughs> oh, like, holy fair. shit. He just did you see him just punch a dude without saying Cobra first? I well, would I, go, I'm baffled. I would go into that meeting of that of the next class that they taught, the t- the class about how to how to punch G.I. Joe's, and I'd be like, hey, radical idea here. Has anyone noticed that they yell something before they attack you? (laughs) And it gives you a lot of time to either dodge or parry. So why don't we do that? Uh, Once again, I'm lost in these uh, idea of Cobra University. (laughs) Uh, We've got the the, the Crimson Guard fucking classes. Yeah, that's right. We have the Joe punching classes. I, I I don't know. I, I would give I would I would give college credit for that. <laughs> Welcome back to Terrorism One Hundred and One. You'll be taking the Crimson Guard uh, proficiency. I mean, honestly, uh, that couldn't be worse than Phoenix University. <laughs> you learn to give that snow job. This will be on the exam. <laughs> Uh, so they decide, you know, because they couldn't have just gone in and gotten Lady Jane Flint and thrown them in the polar bear arena pit. They had to escape first so they could be captured so Cobra Commander could get the brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. And this is just screwing everything up, you know. Sure. But sure. by the way, I don't know. I can't remember what point this was. <laughs> but someone at some point after all of this has happened goes, now we know it was Cobra. Yes. Like, yes. you didn't know it was Cobra <laughs> this up whole until time. this point? Ed Whistle told you that it was fucking Cobra. Right. By the way, the headquarters had a giant Cobra on it outside, <laughs> which you clearly saw. Okay, uh, I feel like, here's the thing, I feel like I missed something, and I wonder if if you saw it or something, yeah. because, as, because we're talking about this, uh, there's that problem where... We don't know how to get the hovercrafts up there. I, I wrote this down exactly. Yes. And all of a sudden, the hovercrafts are up they there. They just show up. We only had the one Sky Striker that we just needed well, for. Uh, um, what happened? Okay. Where- they, they, I'll tell you right now. They conflated the two problems. The issue was that the main Joes back at the main base mm-hmm. didn't know where the Cobra Temple was. Uh-huh. However, uh, they drop in Ripcord, who just shows up, injects no job with crack i guess i don't know exactly how he gets him up sure adrenaline probably. something he, he probably did that up. thing where he punches him in the chest with <laughs> yeah it and, at which point no, his perfect chest oh no <laughs> ruined um at which point he knows where the cobra base is because he's been there tells uh-huh. the joes where to find it uh-huh. but it's like they just suddenly forgot that they have no more airplanes anywhere in the whole of the known universe mm-hmm. because they were limited to seven aircraft at this one arctic base apparently mm-hmm. and getting another jet up there would be impossible it's bizarre because you're right. The final like action scene starts to, end, to ramp up the end of the show here, and then it just starts, and then the hovercrafts are just there. 
I feel like there was it, there was like bizarre. a minute that they had to cut out of the episode. <laughs> yeah. And there was like a debate about whether or not they should leave that dialogue in about how they got it up there. And they were like, guys, it's kids. They're, they're kids. I, honestly, I think that's what it was. It was like, hey, we, we established that no planes is the problem. Yeah. But we need to work the hovercrafts into the episode. Right. Just, they just show up. <laughs> also, let me go back a little bit. Yes. With a name like Ripcord, he should be a lot better at parachuting into places. <laughs> you would think I didn't consider that. But like he literally is like, there's a tree. I'm going to land in the tree instead of two feet to the left. <laughs> and then he hangs like, upside your down. Your name is Ripcord. Yeah. <laughs> you should have some way to control your fall. Well, or hey, and also maybe if you've only got one plane left in the entire world, <laughs> maybe don't crash it. Don't crash <laughs> it. Just land. That's Just a good land. call. I actually am starting to... Um, sympathize with was it Artie was the Baroness's disguise Arnold Arnold <laughs> like who was saying oh you you spend millions of dollars in in government money yeah. like he yeah. was right yeah he was not a real person but he was right <laughs> he was because, more right than because the... literally the Joes could not care they're probably like eh, we'll just get another grant from the government and then they'll close down a billion schools <laughs> well there is an episode coming up uh, relatively soon I would mention that G.I. Joe gets its funding cut yeah. It has to make do with bare bones oh, budgets. Awesome. Good. Yes. Because they're so goddamn wasteful. I, I am telling you now, if there was a ballot on uh, uh, in the next <laughs> election that said, like, all right, fund this secret military operation, I would be like, no. Absolutely Literally, not. they have lost, like, ten bases, a, a half a dozen or a dozen aircrafts at this point. And you know oh, Baroness has got it on the ballot as Proposition C. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Proposition C. So I, uh, hold on. Yes. I want to uh, I want to uh, uh, pull up the sexiest line uh, I've, I've ever heard in a G.I. Joe episode. And it was Ripcord. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. or no, it was too Ripcord. Never thought your ugly puss could look so good. Did that not just give you like a little boner right there? Wait, who was that saying? That was Snowjob that saying was Snow that Job. when he rescued him. Snowjob. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest. I did get a little bit of a little bromance going on there between Ripcord and Snowjob. Mm-hmm. I like it. I mean, there's no, there aren't any women in this thing. I'm sure that they've. It's like prison. <laughs> it's like prison. Thanks, they've, Ben Carson. They've, they've dabbled. They've dabbled <laughs> in a lot of stuff. You go into oh, GI Joe straight. You come out gay. <laughs> are you telling me that if? Well, no, especially because this. Again, listen to it again because this is this is your boy toy right here. Uh-huh. Never thought your ugly puss could look so good. It sounds like ugly puss. N- yeah, your ugly puss. Oh, if he does Snowjob, say puss. Yeah, told you like I never thought your ugly puss could look so good. How do you feel about that? I would yeah. kill him. Okay. I, would, I, would not, I okay. would not be okay. on board. Okay, I would give that him would a be snow the end job. Of <laughs> so moving forward to the final battle, I don't dwell on snow job anymore. <laughs> There's a really cool kind of military thing here as the hovercrafts start into a fight with the Cobra Hiss tanks, mm-hmm. and the hovercrafts cannot beat the Hiss tanks. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, we're so used to G.I. Joe just showing up whatever bullshit they happen to be plugging, and it just rolls through whatever Cobra throws at them. But realistically speaking, those hovercrafts versus these Hiss tanks would get their asses kicked. Mm-hmm. And then the episode, they start shooting their laser, the Hiss tanks. Mm-hmm. The armor's too strong for what the hovercrafts can pr- bring to load, mm-hmm. and then they're just like, oh, we're fucked. The only vehicle you can get up here is hovercrafts, and they're the shittiest choice you could have had. That's and, true. And they get lucky because, you know, uh, fuck uh, uh, climate change, apparently, because we just set the uh, the Ion Attractor, yep. another coolly named Cobra uh-huh. device, might I point mm-hmm. out, uh, set it to full power. I guess the only thing here to do is fulfill Cobra's plan. Also, can I just say <laughs> that when they go in and, and they are about to pull the Ion 
handles and then yeah. Destro turns around and he's like he like says something, I would literally just be like, Yank. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, Hey, also I'm two inches away from this handle. Yeah. I'm just gonna pull it. But instead he's like, Oh, what? Let me engage with you for a moment. <laughs> well, what I liked about it is that Destro comes over and he's just like, because they're just like, oh, Destro uses the same coding for all his devices. Right. Destro's mm-hmm. like, hey, that's a good tip. I didn't realize I was doing that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, again, Point that's, one for Destro. That's a little that bit cool. of buzz right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But then like, my... Well, you fucking idiots. All the rest <laughs> of you writers, you keep drawing the exact same machine <laughs> no matter what it does. It was legit. But then I just like, instead of just turning and pulling the cord like you're saying, Gina, they just turn and be like, fuck you, Destro. And they knock him through a window. <laughs> With the ease of taking a lollipop from a baby. Mm-hmm. Silently. <laughs> just right No dialogue. None. Like, oh, by the ah. way, boom. <laughs> if you punched Destro in the face, it would hurt your fist real bad, yeah. right? Especially I would think so, cold, yeah. Man. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, you would yeah. probably break a few bones. Mm-hmm. That's why they wear the gloves. <laughs> now we know. Oh, yeah. oh. Those are Destro punching gloves. And, Destro and specifically. And something or other. <laughs> um, so uh, the whole thing starts melting into the, the water. Terrible. And the, the, the Cobra Temple's just sinking. That's and then this, we just suddenly cut to, oh, by the way, we remembered they're scientists here. Walter White, his, <laughs> his journey on this episode must have been amazing. <laughs> just terror to fear to horror. Just one after yeah. another. But the G.I. Joe's plan is, oh, the tent is sinking. Let's just shoot a hole in the side of the tent so the uh, the yep. scientists could all come out. Yep. Terrible plan. <laughs> I looked to see oh, which Joe part. was manning that hovercraft. Which Joe was manning that hovercraft with that terrible plan? Is it the well, stupid Bill. guy? Bazooka. Oh. It was totally bazooka. Oh. That's the stupid guy, right? Shoot tent. <laughs> Free science. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was I honestly didn't care about the scientists, but when no. but when they <laughs> Not locked even a little bit. When they, well, I mean, comparatively, I'm about to say. When they <laughs> locked the doors with the polar bear inside and then melted everything, I was like, You sons of bitches. Get that polar bear out of there. No no no, don't worry about it. Because it's an arena. It is an open topped arena. That's true point. Which means when it melts he will just be in but a swimming pool. I don't think That's that right. they thought of that. And and I have seen pictures of polar bears trying to swim for long periods of time. It doesn't end well. Oh, no. Well, now I'm sad. I know. But thankfully, at the very end, uh, Cobra's been defeated. We're on our hovercraft. The polar bear climbs up onto the onto the like the hood of the vehicle. I love mm-hmm. him. And they just him. say, let's let him, let's let him the, go. No. What did they say? Oh. I have a policy about 10-foot bears. Lady, as far as I'm concerned, they can sleep anywhere they want. Dun, dun, dun. And then he gives a he gives a Chewbacca roar at the end. <laughs> uh, Duke calls her Lady a couple of times, and it sounds <laughs> it, it real is dismissive. Name. I mean, he was being misogynist in like the oh. act one of this thing anyway. No, no, no. If her name is Lady J, and you want to shorten it, you call her J, not Lady. Oh. I don't know. Maybe she's established that that's the nickname she wants. Rip lady, she is a lady. She's Although from I guess France they don't do that. that. Like, do they ever call Ripcord Rip? <laughs> I hope. Are not. there any other characters that they shorten their names? Uh, I mean, Zook. Yeah, I was about to say. Zook. Oh, Zook. Yeah. yeah, I got that one. Um, Look, lady. <laughs> so I have one very important question here, and Gina, I think you're the appropriate person to answer it. Uh huh. Did that polar bear join the Joe team at that point? Yes, oh, that was man. my exact thought. I thought, oh, does Snowjob get like a polar bear uh, buddy? Yeah, I was like, oh that, my literally, my exact thought was, well, he's a Joe now. He is. <laughs> he fought Cobra. No, he fought no Cobras. No, he, no, didn't. he didn't. No, he yes, fought he those guys who yeah. brought him oh, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Down. But yeah. I think like the fact that he crawls on the Joe ship means mm-hmm. like he's like. Like, no, I'll go with these guys. They seem good. 
And then they're like, hey, did you want to join? We let literally everyone join. <laughs> we let a refrigerator repairman <laughs> join the Joes. There's polar bears totally on point. Everyone can join. You just have to, like, to be an animal to join, you just have to be super smart and occasionally wear a disguise. <laughs> or be 10 feet tall and be able to murder and, and rip javelins in half while you stare at me blankly. I think the next time we see Snowjob, he's going to have this polar bear with him, which You're makes him so much more attractive than he already was. <laughs> because I want to date a guy that has a pet pale polar bear. <laughs> Now you're going to be very disappointed next time you see Snowjob. I don't believe we ever see this polar bear again. <laughs> and now I'm disappointed because I didn't realize how much I wanted it until you mentioned it yeah. right now. I mean, I, like, I want to see a future episode where Snowjob gets darted again and he's shirtless. And the polar bear gets real mad. And so he rides in and throws him on his whoa, back. Whoa. I, I don't think this is the last what time we see Snowjob shirtless either. I believe in at least one or two more episodes, there ain't no shirt happening with that guy. Here's my question Is Snowjob in either of the real person movies? I don't no. think so. Gosh, no. Dang not not no. even close. Dang I would tell you, though, every single G.I. Joe in those movies ripped to shreds oh yeah not not enough for me <laughs> not channing tate they can't they can't compare to the cartoons the rock yeah the, the rock is okay he's he's, a, too, he's he's too he's the rock too is rocky. okay he's too rocky he's what too, he's too I the don't. rock he's like the most magnificent human I think, being listen, i'm not a super huge channing tatum fan because i feel like he's real dumb okay fair enough yeah and i'm not like a huge like the rock fan because i feel like he i don't like it personality wise yes but I don't find The Rock attractive. We need to go back and just uh, watch some old pay-per-views uh, of Rock oh <laughs> back in the late goodness. 90s, early aughts. Oh. And we'll just show Gina how magnificent I mean, The Rock is. To be fair, the, the image in my head is that one where he's wearing those high-waisted 80s pants that they always show. Whenever no wonder. You're, with you, the, you, wait, you, with the fanny pack? Yeah. If you picture him wearing mom jeans and a fanny pack, yes, he would really? be less sexy. That's what you go to with... Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay, post some sexy pictures of him and I'll and I'll reevaluate. Done. <laughs> I happen to have a whole collection. Thank you. Good lord. Uh, Gina, we've mentioned it once already. Can we hear it again? Just because I want to know. Did we pass the Bechdel test? We passed the Bechdel yeah! test. Flying colors, baby. <laughs> now the question is, do we could like it's passed, so we don't need to do this bit anymore. <laughs> That's a good point. No, I think we should. We, we definitely. Should I think it? we should keep the streak yeah. going and, and like count at the end of the series how many. Yeah, did? we got eighty five episodes. Be less than a handful. <laughs> it would be less than this less many than fingers on my handful? hand. Oh, I wow. do want to go back to one of our original episodes where we predicted when the Bechdel test passed yes. happened. I think I predicted like episode thirteen. What did I? Which is not too far off if we go Price is Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure if we go back, we'll find you said about 50. Because I I said more than that. Here's the deal. You're probably right. I I want to believe that's true. I feel like I said something like 20, but we should find out. Uh, You know, I'll go back and I'll check the archives on that one. And then post a meme of the winner. I like that. <laughs> uh, over over Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Post our heads on Dwayne The Rock Johnson's body. Cool. Well, that's going to do it for us here. I was hauled down the heavens. Episode 15 of G.I. Joe. Well, anyways, you guys, thanks so much for listening. If you want to uh, go to the Facebook page, let us know what uh, comments, things we missed. Knowing is half the podcast. Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast. Till then, you can hit us up individually on Twitter. I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. I'm at Gina Ippy. And we'll be wrapping this one up and moving on to episode 16 next week. Thank you so much for listening. Good night now.
ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always, am I the winner? Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.